Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. What's up, ladies? Hello. Hi, what's up? What y'all, how y'all, I'm just gonna say what y'all up to. Like, y'all ain't sitting here with me. <laughs> Recording a podcast. <laughs> just doing a little podcast recording. So. How is everybody doing tonight? I am tired. Yes. Tired. That's a new level. What was, oh, was that Gucci? Who, who daughter was like, motherfucking tired. <laughs> 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 right well what has got y'all through uh this past week what you grateful for oh no let's see <laughs> i know i don't have anything i'm gonna be up straight and honest i mean i'm always i'm always grateful for for waking up in the morning well, that. You know, all that you know, I'm just thank I'm grateful for life. I'm I'm just I'm grateful for being carried through each day, even on my struggle day. Yes. Yes. I yes. can go to bed and be like, Who Lord, thank you. I made it through another one. So another one. Yeah. So I'm just thankful for every every day that I am above the grounds. No, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I am grateful, um, for homecoming, I had um, Tuskegee's homecoming was this past weekend. Grateful to my friend Julia who let me stay at her apartment while she was out of town, so I did not have to spend money on a hotel room. Yes, I'm grateful to me misreading the due date on my car taxes. I thought it was June the seventh, mm. but God, it but, says yes. November November thirtieth. So oh, I, got, yes, Lord. I got a whole nother paycheck that oh, I could put. Won't he do it? Won't he do it every single? Because he knew. Homecoming of taxes, something was not gonna happen, <laughs> and I was not missing homecoming. So hey, he saw fit to not have me out here riding dirty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? did, did the fresh boots? Uh, was was that a new? Was that a new thing? The boots? The they boots. were. I bought them uh, actually a couple of months ago because I remember I was on Instagram like I'm. So, uh trying to save money, but there are some boots that I want and they're on sale, and I know I don't need to buy them. But I want them. They was no, them and, I, and I went to sleep that night. Wow. I did not buy them. And then I woke up to all these messages. All of my friends are horrible influences. <laughs> Everybody else, girl, buy them. Get the boots. Girl. And I bought yeah. them. Get them boots. Bad, honey. Them boots. Bad boots. Let me tell you who else I'm grateful for. My line sister, Kanithia, for going to get my car <laughs> after the party because I could not walk. <laughs> I couldn't walk to oh, my car. Lord. And so she has never seen my car. I gave her my key. I said, just press the button when you get in the vicinity. <laughs> wow. wow. Thank you. Yes. is the Kanithia. Thank you. Yes. Thank you we, we for, for having <laughs> April to her car so she could be back here with us to record this podcast. Yes, yes. yes. What about you, Shari? A black girl off. <laughs> um yeah i don't really have well i'm grateful i didn't have to work today um salute our veterans yeah. um so it's veterans day we're recording yeah. on veterans day so salute to our veterans um i am grateful for their sacrifices yeah. but i'm also grateful for this nice federal holiday 
because uh, I was I did a a good bit of adulting today, and Amen. So Amen. I am thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's my grateful. Come through with the the day off. That's right. Exactly. Right. So everybody is having something to get them through the week. That's yeah, good. It's a Monday. A we don't. We're gonna though. need all the all of those uplifts mm-hmm. <laughs> to make it through the week. So um, our media minute topic, of course, this has been all over social media and the blogs is Ti and his Groupon penis. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Lovey for that reference. Um, so T.I. went on a um, podcast and in a discussion about how he talks about sex with his children, he revealed that he takes his daughter, his 18, now 18 year old daughter, to the gynecologist every day on the day after not every, every year on the day after her birthday for an exam. And he checks to see he asked the doctor to check to see to check to see if her hymen is intact. And so this interview has been making its rounds all across um, the interwebs, and it's actually been taken down. The um, the whole say they've since apologized and they removed the episode, but there's been a lot of discourse and discussion around whether T it's whether Ti is justified. Um, at least he's involved. At least he's been a good father. Um, and things of that nature. And I know, Erica, you had the um, pieces of the actual quote of what he yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, T.I. was on um, the podcast. It's called Ladies Like Us. And it's hosted by, what, Nesneen, Mandy, and Nadia Moham. Mm-hmm. So, basically, this is what he said. So, he said, and I quote, this is what we do. Right after the birthday, we celebrate. And usually, like the day after the party, she's enjoying her gifts. I put a sticky note on the door and it states gyno tomorrow, 930. Um, And this is according to um, the Los Angeles Times who reported (laughs) on this very disturbing statement. We made it to the L.A. Times. Yes, this reached the L.A. Times. Right. So clearly this is (laughs) this is going to be on this podcast. Everybody. The side eye. But. In addition to that, he later on goes to explain, um, and I quote, he says um, that the physician, quote unquote, maintains a high level of professionalism. I don't know how he says he's maintaining a high level of professionalism, seeing as how he's releasing this young lady's um, information. However, he does um, say that the physician always tells him that his daughter has to sign away her privacy before results can be shared and always tells him that a hymen can be broken in many ways that do not involve sex. But in T.I.'s words, he says, I say to the doc, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Man, just check the hymen, please, and give me back my results expeditiously. Oh, oh, that part makes that me cringe. Oh, it makes me cringe. Ignant. Not ignorant. It ignorant. makes me cringe. He says, give me, give me back my, my results. results. My results. Oh, how much do you think a lot of this for T.I. is a, a Napoleon complex? <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, he's a very little man in real he life. Is. He, he is. is. I think it's a misogynistic yeah, complex. Which is yeah. probably Napoleon complex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, because in the in the sadness of it all, like I have seen so many um, guys comment on at least he's protecting her and oh. being a good father. And I'm just like, so what does he do to protect his sons? I mean, are they walking around wearing chastity penis belts or <laughs> what? Because, well, oof. I mean, this is, I mean, this obviously is limited to just his daughter. Right. And also when they say pr- protecting her from what? A gynecological visit is not protection. Unless you're right. getting some birth control or learning about actual contraception, right. as checking a hymen is not protecting for anything. The, the, the protection comes from the prevention. That's right. the conversation you have. That's the education you give. Going to the doctor is that's kind of after the fact. That's after the fact. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Gyne- yeah, the gynecologist is only, only going to tell you if something is you know awry. For right. the most part. And that I think that's what's bothered me the most is that the people I've had both men and women kind of like, well, this is what's done in the South. First of all, no, it's not. No. Secondly, he's just at least he's there. And it's kind of like, is the bar that low for father? Yes. You you said it, April. You the bar is the floor. Like you said <laughs> in me. I mean, it seems like that is across the board for many things in our community. And it's Sad. Like, why is this an acceptable thing? And why did you go on the air? The air to right. to disclose that this is what you guys do on a yearly basis. Ooh. And also, that was a not very personal thing. Very without discuss. I mean, one, I'm I'm sure you did not discuss this with your daughter mm-hmm. on if you can talk about something so personal as her sexual health. Yes. On on a podcast. Right. Well, and he was like braggy with yes, it. Yes, it's very braggadocious. Yeah. Like this is what I do to protect my girls. Right. You know, and it's it of course he didn't have a conversation on whether she was okay with him disclosing this because I'm sure the conversations they have about him even going to the visit with her isn't a space where she could say, No, Dad, right. I, I you know, right. I don't want you to go this year. This is not something that I would like for you to take part in. You know, I I doubt that she's like, yes, let's do this. I'm trying to remember if my dad has ever accompanied me to any doctor's appointment, <laughs> let alone right. a gynecologist. And I mean, not even to go TMI. Why are they going? Why are they having yearly visits if she's not sexually active? Exactly. Unless because even if it's a matter of birth control, you don't have to see a gynecologist. But no. I mean, you can. But a prop like you don't you don't need a pelvic exam no. mm-hmm. to be prescribed birth control. Yeah. So and if he oh, oh sorry mm-hmm. about that. I was just saying most most gynecologists will actually recommend against it. Yeah, they say twenty one is right. a recommended age. Right. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not sexually active, you don't need to start seeing a gynecologist until twenty one. And definitely mm-hmm. not yearly. And the, and definitely not yearly. Not even yearly. if you are sexually yeah. active, they don't even recommend yearly, no. um, well, these yearly pap turns unless something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So all that to say, I remember my first gynecological visit, <laughs> and there was nothing pleasant about that. Like I remember looking at my mom, like I gotta do this every year. Right, right. Like this so is... you about to do what again? It was not yeah. comfortable, and so you are putting her through that. So for your peace of mind, well, right. it's, it's specifically for his peace of mind, and it's know. still not telling anything. It's not evidence because based. here's the thing about <laughs> teens: if you have been, especially those 
especially if you've been around church culture who mm. promote, you know, the whole chastity and, and not having sex. Mm-hmm. They're talking about penetration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You start vaginal talking penetration, vaginal penetration specifically. Because when mm. you start talking about sexual activity, that's right. when it start getting like, oh, okay, so you just not having penile right. vaginal sex, right. but mm. um, you're engaging in oral sex, oral digital sex, sex sometimes yeah. anal sex. Right. Yeah, and I think that this this whole idea of, okay, let's protect your hymen, you know, there are some... Um, there are some young people who, you know, will will say, well, I I was I was a virgin until I got married. But then when you ask about what was your sexual activity, yeah. there was a whole lot of other things, you know, going on. And people are doing that because, you know, sex has been, you know, so you know demonized to the point where people are like let me just hide or in order to follow the rules Mm -hmm. around sexuality i won't do this thing but i will do all of these other right everything but right and because no one is talking about that other stuff then i'm okay yeah yeah i feel bad for her and i i really hope that she is surrounded by um by people who can, who is, and the good thing is everything I've seen, the majority of the response has been very like protective of Deja and very mm-hmm. much so like T.I. was wrong. He should not have put this girl's business out. So I hope that she is receiving yeah. that and not the trolls who are kind of coming out of the woodwork and that realizes that what is, that's not okay. Yeah. What's happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. We have to do, we have to learn what protecting our young women really looks like. For sure. Because the only thing that comes to my mind is just like the psychological Mm -hmm. impact that has for her. Yeah. As far as like when she's starting to think about developing a healthy sex relationship. Yeah. And I think we talked about this in another forum, April, Mm -hmm. but just like the, the thoughts and the voices of your parents that come through Mm -hmm. as you're starting to develop these relationships with other people. And, you know, who knows what he's saying to her um, about sex and about her, her development of a sexual identity as right. a girl. And, you know, this is just like the, like this behavior is just kind of like the action of what he's probably already saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the behavior is in my mind, just grotesque. And so mm-hmm. like, I only think about like what he's actually saying to her, like the messages that he's giving yeah. to her and how and- he's like priming her. Yeah. And yeah. And and this behavior to me communicates your body is not your own. Yeah, yeah. Because he said, "Give me my results." My what results. And so, about, I'm sorry, Erica. Go ahead. No, I'm just. I mean, I'm just saying that <laughs> you're you're learning from your father figure that your body is not your own. It belongs to the the male the head male figure in your life. And then, which you then married, you know, and yeah. we know like these things translate na- later into you know, how you, how you treat your, or see your body or perceive the ownership of your body. Yeah. yeah. But even, a- even as, and, and to go into like a religious standpoint, when it's like your body is not your own, your body is God's temple. Like, and, and, and that's definitely 
a belief that I've carried, but it also impacts the way that you identify your own body and the way that you move through the world with your body. Mm-hmm. And so it, it gets transferred from God to father, to husband, husband yeah. to, you know, boyfriend or whatever. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's never a conversation with women that says your body is your own yeah. mm-hmm. and you get to make these decisions about who, what you do with your body, whom you do that with, it's never kind of, the responsibility is never given to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is problematic. Because it teaches women, um, it, it reduces their autonomy over their own bodies. So it's, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, women struggle with advocating for themselves sexually. That's why women are faking orgasms because they don't feel comfortable saying, no, I actually like this. I actually would prefer if you do this. This is actually how I like to receive pleasure, because if you have been told, one, that you're not supposed to be doing it, two, you've been told or haven't been taught how to have how to be um, how to have your own sexual identity removed from shame then you're not going to do that. And very quickly, when I had one of my Facebook friends, Sebastian Cole, he um, he posted a question on Facebook and he asked, when was the first time you had sex without shame? Mm-hmm. And women That's were, were um, wow. responding like 30, 40, 29. The guys were like 15, 13, wow. 16. Mm-hmm. So I'm not one. I'm not sure if people misinterpret the question with the guys specifically as when did you start having sex? I think they mm-hmm. some missed the shame part. Mm-hmm. But what was very telling is very few men ever had shame attached to sex. Whereas the women, it was, you know, talking about mid twenties to thirties and forties before women were saying, yeah, that was the first time I began. I had sex without shame. So with this whole TI, I mean, we we can definitely have a whole nother episode about this. I think (laughs) that's the, one of the underlying issues is you're shaming her. You are attaching value to her virginity and you have also put a bounty on her head. Mm-hmm. Because there is somebody out there who's gonna who's looking at her now as a, a not a trophy, but like to, to be able to go and say I got something this. to like conquer. Yeah, right? yes. yeah that you itself. you put a bounty on her head. Yeah. yeah, but but it's so crazy because that in itself, you know this this culture around um, like taking one's virginity, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That in Losing kind of goes into this whole conversation around like the shame and how women are not supposed to receive pleasure from sex. The sex is something that happens to something that happens to women and it's at the hands of a man. Um, so yeah, that topic's got me heat. Um, you know, I'm a little. Yeah, I get cr- we're gonna have and, to have a whole segment, yeah. like this is gonna have to be an episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is my last thing to do. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm, I have a side eye for Tia because I'm getting some yellow, almost red flags yeah. about his behavior towards his daughter, and that's I'm gonna leave it at that. It's creepy. It's it's making me look at you a little. Gotta call a thing a thing. You're looking funny in the moonlight. Just okay. saying. It's creepy. You're a little too obsessed about your daughter's purity or whatever. Uh, that just it's it's red flags are going off a little bit, but. You not know, just Ti, the other ones too, who are on the blog saying, "Well, yeah, I would do this to my daughter." Yeah, so yeah. Creepy. So many co-signers. So many co-signers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some, some flags going off. But yeah. 
Awesome. We definitely gonna have to talk about that, like a full episode, full topic. If you guys have questions or comments about it, definitely feel free to like leave those in the comment section of this episode. And that way we can put in some of your comments into our discussion. So definitely a good topic to bring back Mm -hmm. around for sure. Well, we are gonna switch gears a little bit and um talk about something um that You know, sometimes around this time, especially the holidays, you know, that I think the cuffing season is about. Yeah, we're in it. I think it's preseason. This is preseason. Yeah. So we're we're about to. um, Well, so this is the yeah, this is the preseason. So preseason is about to be over. So it's time to be start getting cuffed. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're not cuffed Um, and this time of year. Um, sometimes, you know, get people feeling a little bit anxious when, you know, the season is about to roll in and they haven't quite cuffed somebody. (laughs) And so the topic for today is, is it ever okay to reach back to that old thing? I think somebody (laughs) said, do you want to get that old thing back? Or do you want that old thing back? You know, I think this is something we need to visit because ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure there's some of you out there who's who's pondering, reaching back. The weather's about to get cold. Yeah, to reach back in oh, the twenties <laughs> tomorrow night. You know, some of those old things that you threw away for a reason might start looking a little good to you. Looking enticing. So, um, so yeah. So we want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, is it ever okay to reach back? Why do we sometimes reach back? Um, And have we ever actually had a positive experience with reaching back Um, and not just in, you know, dating relationships? I know I, you know, jokingly talked about the cuffing season, but sometimes we've reached back to old friendships, relationships, um, you know, that for whatever reason um, fizzled out. Um, So let's let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what that looks like. Should we ever do that? Yeah, I um have had situations where, you know, like you said, going back, reaching back looks enticing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I think I've had a little bit of both results where it's like, mm, I definitely shouldn't have did that. You know, (laughs) learn that lesson all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But there have been moments where there's been situations where I'm like, you know what? I need to revisit a situation because I am older. I'm more mature. I can look at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a different way of thinking through things. And it ended up being kind of a positive experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had both, you know, both and. Um, What about you, Erica? Um, Well, yes, I've I've had the reach back moments. um, Most of them and both in dating relationships as well as in like friendships that maybe have fizzled out. But before I talk about my reach back, you you made me think about um, something you were saying. I've reached back before because I've been mature. You know, there are some things that I was better able to address. And it made me think of you know, the why of reaching mm, back, right? Mm-hmm. I think the results of the reaching back are going to differ depending on your motivation. 
That's real. Yeah. And your your reason for doing it. So, um, you know, I'll start with like my friendship reach back. Um, I had a a friendship, probably my the person that I consider like my best friend when I was much younger. And um, our relationship ended over um, like a lot of female relationships kind of get riffs over a guy. And, you know, it was one of those things where I don't think we ever really came together to try and mend the relationship. And there was just a lot of miscommunication and misinformation and things that were done. Um, And like you said, you know, when you have had time to grow, get older, mature, look back on the situation and see it for what it was, Mm -hmm. um, I was able to kind of own and recognize my part in, um, in the, you know, dissolution of that relationship. Yeah. Um, and we did, you know, try to reach back. It never brought us back to where we were. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that it put us in a better, healthier adult acquaintance ship, you know, exactly. I, I still, you know, respect this person, um, as a human being, um, Obviously, we're not going to be what we were, but I think it can be very helpful to reach back if your motivation um, is is coming from a healthy, yeah, respectable, positive place. Place, yeah. And I think, like you said, being able to, it can be healthy or it can be positive to reach back if you go in with the mindset that it may not be. As it was before, Um, because I think sometimes we, especially like in friendships, um, if we try to, you know, if there's a rift and you try to go back to it, you have this thought like, oh, it needs to be how it was before. We have to be as close. We have to be as connected as we were before. And so I think oftentimes just carrying that thought can be problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is going to be different, you know, it is a different situation. And so going into it with the thought of, you know, how is it going to look now? If I reach back, if I go back to this, like, what is it going to look now? How can we develop something now that's yeah. going to be beneficial for us? Yeah. Right. From this point forward, mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. point forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. April, have you had moments where you've reached back? Um <laughs> Moments. <laughs> this is, you're like epic tale. <laughs> the Iliad up in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> epic tales of reading. This back. is where I reside when it comes to like relationships or situationships. To be honest, um, I am queen. Uh, I don't know. It's bad. It's I. I go back. Go I back. yeah. Um, like bad. <laughs> I go back Um, and with friendships, not, not as much, um, Mm -hmm. not as much in friendship, but I haven't had too many friendships that have like broken. There may have been breaks here and there Mm -hmm. just because of children and life. And, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, like, and that was one of the things I noticed with homecoming, uh, was such a reminder of people I haven't talked to in years yeah. and we just picked up just yeah. like that like no yeah. explanation needed about why but when it comes to dating I am queen 
Uh, do you remember <laughs> such and such from about four years Queen ago? Of throwback. <laughs> Queen throwback. Queen. And that's funny because in friendships, I'm more apt to go back. Mm-hmm. In dating relationships, I am very like, once you gone, mm-hmm. you out of here. And it takes mm-hmm. a long time for you to be out of here. Yeah. But once you are gone, yeah. I am like, Mm-mm, we don't go back. And we don't pick through the trash. Honey. See, for me, there is a there's a point. So I am I'm a fortress. Like it's mm-hmm. very hard to get through. But once you're in, it's hard as hell to get out for me to get you out too. Yeah, I was um, thinking about that too because you mentioned something, April, about like you know you're really kind of you're a quick read of people, so you you automatically kind of like are very intentional about who. Mm-hmm. You you let in, so right. it would make sense because it's easier to reach back because you don't have to go yep. through that. Like, okay, let me, let me figure vet. out if I trust yeah. you enough to even let you yeah. in, all that kind of stuff. You you've developed like, okay, mm-hmm. I know this this relationship. I know how we are. So this these people within here right. are good, and this is kind of what I'm working in. Right, you know, come I'm, on, doctor. And that's that is exactly what it is. It's comfort. It's safe. Even if mm-hmm. there it's kind of like the devil you know is better than the one you don't. Yes. Um, it's like I know what I'm getting with this person. This person has already like made it through the gun. Yeah. And I have to go back out there. And yeah. try to and let some, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah you're right. I mean, my I would definitely say in my twenties, um, you know, I, yeah, in my twenties, I, I had, I had the reach back, um, lock or, you know, like, I wouldn't even say I had the reach back, but I was open to other people yes. reaching back. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's, I don't initiate. I never initiate. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I have been always open to the other, the other reach back, mm-hmm. um, to the point, like my, my girlfriends were like, listen, you are not allowed to have any friends, like, because your friends stay, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, they, they stay on the, on the Rolodex, right? Yeah. So the location can, can stay open. They're like, no, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> there are just some people that need to be yeah. taken off the Rolodex, thrown away, yeah. locked. Don't, just don't let them in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but sometimes we do that. What do we, what are some of the explanations yeah, why, sure. why do you think it's so easy for people to get back, like that yeah. reach back? I think because I the think. way our memories are set up, uh, we're more apt to remember the good things. Mm-hmm. Um, because our, you know, just as a as a defense, our brain, our mind doesn't want to to dwell on, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the reason why y'all not together <laughs> is going to remind you of all of the fun times and how easy it is. And then sometimes when you when you do go back and revisit you realize, oh, this is this is why. This is why. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of as as you were analyzing me, <laughs> Erica, <laughs> it's a it's a comfort, it's a safety, it's a nostalgia, but it's I think for, for me speaking, it's the safety. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a safety there and I personally do like things that are easy when it comes to people, just because I think I don't know if it's because of the work that we do. Yeah. It's like everything else is hard. Yeah, I don't need my relationships to be hard too. like mm-hmm. I so I tend to veer towards things that just kind of fit. Um, but yeah. I definitely think it's a comfort thing. And you, you again, you kind of know what's and you already have that established history. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I was talking to a guy friend of mine and he called me and he was like, I need to ask you something. He was like, one of my exes, he was like, she started dating this guy. She's been dating him for, you know, a few years now. It's like, we've kept in touch, but only through text. We don't talk on the phone. We don't see each other. Like, and it's very, um, basic, you know, text conversations, nothing deep, nothing personal, just kind of staying in touch. And he was like, but recently, you know, she sent me a text message and was saying, hey, um, he was, you know, talking about what he was going to be doing that weekend. And she said, well, maybe I'll pop by and visit you. And he was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I told him and, you know, and y'all y'all chime in and correct me if, if y'all think otherwise. But I told him, I said, my opinion is that for women, if we are in a relationship, because he was saying the boundaries have been very solid. And we talked about boundaries, right? Yeah. He said, but all of a sudden, like, she offered to come visit me. And that's never happened. And I said, a woman is only going to flex her boundaries um, if she is okay with, like, moving away from the situation that she's in. Like, Mm. if if she's already kind of open to walking away or she's not concerned about repercussions for flexing those boundaries Mm. that's when that'll happen I was like I don't believe that this person is flexing their boundaries to take the risk of this relationship unless she's already feeling some type of pull away from that particular that makes sense I mean I think people will like when the gate is open like even if it's just a crack mm-hmm. when the gate is left open i think that gives people kind of the the courage to mm-hmm. be like let me test it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know even if i don't want to walk through the gate i'm gonna stick my toe through mm-hmm. to see if it's if that side of the gate is cool you know mm-hmm. maybe i don't want to stay over there but i'm gonna just test it just to see if i still can mm-hmm. you know and so I'm very cautious about like leaving that gate open, even if it's just like, a, oh, we cool, we friends, mm-hmm. you know. I, yeah, and I used to be that person. The gate was open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like if you give somebody a, an inch, they'll take a mile. Yeah, this type of thing. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing too around boundaries is that. Especially if this is if in in that situation, I don't know if that was somebody they had dated in the past. Yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. If if I'm talking to you every day or regularly, regardless if it's text or conversation, we <laughs> we go together. We go together. <laughs> we go together. <laughs> I mean, that is a. I don't think it's, it should come out of nowhere that then I go, hey, I'm going to be in your area. I should come. You know, come let's through. let's hang out because yeah. we we we've, we've started a. I want not a relationship, but I mean, regular communication, especially with someone that you have a history with, is not just always oh, nothing. Communication. Yeah. 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 yeah I, but the thing was, it was like there had been this strict no, no, like no visits. We don't see each other. We don't call each other. Oh, you don't call like maybe like once a week. But and why? Like, mm-hmm. 
Why well, got? Because if I can't, I like know. sending a text about a football game, or like it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I said, it was never Shar's <laughs> face. <laughs> it was never anything personal. But then, like that's why I said when you introduce the personal, that tells you like the boundary yeah. is a, is shift is like the shifting. personal is already there though. Like yeah. that's the thing when you have already. Like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, you know, like when you when you already have some type of established connection with the person, it mm-hmm. it never goes back to cat. I almost say never, never say never. It's very hard for it to ever just be casual, casual because it's so time. easy to go to slip into Ooh. that. See, that makes that me thing. that makes me want to pose a different question then. So, OK, okay so then. Uh, okay, so if a relationship, if you've had a previous relationship with someone and y'all are friends, does that mean that when you are in another relationship, is that still, are we still looking that at looking at that as a, there's still, you can never look at this person as just a friend. Should people always look at that relationship as a more than friend situation? Meaning, like, should we disclose it, like, to our No, partner? I mean, like, so like, can you just look at it like, as, no, this is my never home. go back to casual, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so example, let's say you have um, someone that you've had a dating relationship or some type of intimate relationship. You no longer have that relationship anymore. You guys still are in communication. You're, quote, unquote, friends in the platonic sense. Yeah. But you're dating should that person that you're dating consider that relationship not just a casual friendship since we can never really go back to casual? Well, well, let me, that's what I want to maybe not say never. I think it depends. There are a lot of factors. One, what was the nature of that relationship? Are we talking about we dated my freshman year of college, first semester for three months, or was this somebody I was with for three and a half years and, we ended on a, mm-hmm. you know, I think all of those things and also yeah. how much time has passed in between mm-hmm. the end of a relationship and a friendship. Like there right. are, I can definitely think of uh, men that I've dated who I could absolutely be casual friends. Like I have yeah. no, mm-hmm. no interest <laughs> right. in resuming, right. but also because those relationships were very surface level in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the, the men that I have like actually had like, Feelings and attachment. Um, because there ain't too many of them, so no. (laughs) I I think it would take time for it to go to casual, and even then, I would still have to be mindful of boundaries because I know that connection exists. So it would be very easy for that, just like, hey, let's go watch the game to Mm -hmm. become like, this is fun. Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. that like that. Yeah. Right. I am very much because I know me personally. And so I am very much in the mindset of if I used to date you, then I don't need to be hanging out with you as just a friend because mm-hmm. I know me and I know personally. <laughs> no, girl. girl, them feelings <laughs> will pop off. <laughs> <laughs> Feelings will pop off, you know, especially if so if I if I am in a relationship with someone and then I have this old friend and that old friend is not in a relationship, then Mm -hmm. it just 
makes it too easy for things to for wires to cross. It's a slippery slope. Because I'm still fine. So I'm what still, we, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very slippery slope, you know, but and and I think it does like have a lot to do with what April was saying as far as like what was the connection with the person? Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's just somebody who we dated for three weeks, you right. know, or is this really somebody who I envision yes. living a life with? Yes. Because mm-hmm. then that's totally different. Right. You know, not saying that I still carry all mm-hmm. of those feelings, mm-hmm. but being in the space, being around that person, like you said, nostalgia sets in. Right. You know, you start right. seeing things in rose colored glasses. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. start looking as they were, not as they are. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it really leave a lot of room for wires to be crossed. Like yeah. I am and this is new Shari that is really big on put those cards down, mm-hmm. get up, walk away from the table and do not revisit that hand. Right. You mm-hmm. know, because I know I can be very much very swayed mm-hmm. by by the mood, by the mm-hmm. lighting, mm-hmm. you know, by the music in the air. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes it's just being honest with yourself about what feelings are still there. Like I typically I have I still keep in touch with pretty much almost any guy that I've dated seriously. Mm-hmm. As long as there wasn't and even when there has been these you know, dra- knock down, drag them out endings, I we still keep in touch. Um, mm-hmm. And there are some who I have I keep saying some like it's a whole list <laughs> There are some guys Who I have dated who I mean I really had Strong feelings for And I could talk to them To this day and it would not stir up Anything because that door has closed Like yeah. that chapter has closed I have I have no Desire to even mm-hmm. Revisit anything with that So in those cases I have no problem interacting mm-hmm. but i will still be mindful because i know i can't control their feelings exactly. so i still right. wouldn't do too much but there are some people who i know i can't play like that with yeah. because it'll be very it's too easy to go back yeah 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 and so that you brought up a good point so um do we think that with the people that we reach back that there still is some glimmer of Feeling or emotional attachment to those individuals. Yeah, because your feelings lie of course, to you. Yeah, feelings yeah. have nothing to do with intellect. With, like intellect, right? Because <laughs> I think you're you making know, a smart decision of that. <laughs> things can feel very great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can be in the presence of somebody and be like, "Man, that felt good. Mm-hmm. It felt good to laugh, or it felt good to connect, or have this type of conversation." But intellectually and logically, you may know. This situation is not going to work. Like right. it just doesn't fit mm-hmm. my life, doesn't fit that other person's life. But those feelings will mm-hmm. come back. You know, they're just indicators that something's going on. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. So the feeling could be there, but mm-hmm. I think as you sit back and you try to, you know, take inventory over, okay, is this something that could actually come back into my life? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Oftentimes it's like, nah, that's. Mm-hmm. No, that's gone for a reason. And I think you have to be on you and the person if you are reconsidering getting that old thing back. Um, You and that person, one, need to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. And then also there needs to be an acknowledgement or at least some resolution 
around what caused the break in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you know, ignore that. She don't something. repeat the past. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're just like, eh, let's see what happens. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I use the same analogy over and over again. You don't get on a plane and just say, well, we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> you know? I wish I had the type of money. You should not do that with your relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so just to kind of top it off. So when is it okay? Because you kind of started us off, April. When is it? okay to reach back to get that old thing back or what what you know circumstances should be in play when we're considering reaching back and when is it probably not smart or healthy Mm. to try to reach back let's start with when it's okay okay um i'm gonna be quiet (laughs) because April was like, I mean, maybe next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I think it's okay when you are able to, I think the point April said, like when you're able to communicate with the person, the other person and be on a same page as far as why you're reconnecting. Um, and, and the reconnect doesn't have to be because we're going to go back to where we were. The Mm -hmm. reconnect could be because we're going to start something new. We're going to establish something new, build something new. Um, that could be totally different, you know, but Mm -hmm. that communication piece is very, very important. Okay. So I think that's one. (laughs) April, like, y'all not going to sit my microphone down. Um, I don't, I just don't know if I'm the, I, ooh, um, I'm stuttering because <laughs> part of me uh, thinks that it's, it's never, I won't say never. I need to stop saying never part of a strong part of me thinks that it's rarely a good idea to go back. I agree with mm-hmm. Even though it's a person who lives in the <laughs> It's the person who lives so in I'm, you. <laughs> I'm acknowledging the hypocrisy in what I'm saying. I'm, I'm owning it. Um, but I think if you are going to go back, you need to be very honest with yourself about mm-hmm. the possibilities and the options. And, and you have to be okay with it not ending in the way that you would like it to. Yeah. So having that honest conversation of saying, what do I want out of this? Why am I revisiting this? And then before you have that conversation with the other person, because it makes no point to ask them what they want if you're not even sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. being clear on kind of why you're doing it and hopefully it's not because of like unresolved issues or like mm-hmm. fear of being alone or anything. But if it's or, just like, yeah, some I, type I, of insecurity, maybe. Yeah. 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 Sometimes mm-hmm. this is like I really like this person's company. We have a great time together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But having that conversation with the other person, I think, is is crucial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me. I have had situations where um, people who I've dated, um, it's okay to go back as just like someone who I can bounce ideas off of because we had really good like intellectual conversations and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I, I rarely, especially for romantic things, I am like, mm, it rarely is a good idea, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm big about like, if you go back, it needs to be transformed into something, mm-hmm. um, yeah. something healthy, something different. Mm-hmm. 
So then that goes into like when when you should like the red flags that you should be looking at when you're thinking about doing a reach back and it's probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like we mentioned before, one of my things is like an insecurity. Like a lot of times people reach back when a previous relationship has ended and maybe yeah. they're feeling insecure about themselves yeah. because yeah. of it. They're feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those kinds of things where it has nothing to do with that, the relationship yeah. itself. And it's more of a, some other internal struggles that you might be dealing yeah. with. Yeah. Like if you want to know if you still got it, yeah. that's probably not the best space. to Not the best. Thing. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. I'll put you on something cute. Go out in public and let you know. <laughs> if, if you're okay with getting cat called, if that's what you need to get to know you got it, I mean, whatever. But don't, don't go, you know, disturbing someone's reason. peace. Right. To figure right. that out. Yeah. You I know. think that's good if you're insecure or if it's feeling insecurity. I think also, are you bored? Mm, yeah. Are you bored? Are you bored? Are you yeah. lonely? Are you in need of physical affection? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of asking those questions like, what do what do I want? What am yeah. I in need of? Yeah. And will it pass in 24 hours? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. right. And I think one space where it's not good to go back. Um, is just to get more info, like oh, like closure back, because I need uh, yeah. closure. I need this person to explain to me. I want to know more. I want to, yeah. I want to get more information. Often closure can that, absolutely happen independent of the other person, and like wholeheartedly independently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because going back for quote unquote closure, more information, um, it just leads to a lot of. Just feeling like you're like unfulfilled and resentment and mm-hmm. badgering. Don't mm-hmm. badger. People. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, yeah. I like those. Red yeah. flags. Exactly. Definitely red flags. And other question Are you cold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you cold? Because the other episode we talked about before. Yes, there maybe are just want people some... who will snuggle you. Yes, you don't have to go to that old thing to get a little bit get a, of warmth. Give a snuggle. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, somebody might be looking for a little bit more than a snuggle, and there's some things are illegal. <laughs> you there's just need. some things that you shouldn't be out here buying. So, <laughs> <laughs> some things you should not. If it's be between purchasing and reaching to the old thing, I'm gonna say go to the old thing, boo boo. <laughs> I mean, how much they charge you? How much they offer? <laughs> Everything has a price. <laughs> um, they are charging two weeks um, in your county jail if you get picked up. Two hots and a cot is the charge, okay? Two hots and a cot. Okay. <laughs> you got to prove it first. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, goodness. But well, if you're cold and lonely, that hot and a cot might... <laughs> Right up. Told you my car tax is due. We gotta see. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> Too funny. I can't with you, girl. Diversifying a portfolio out here. Oh Lord. Yeah, good dialogue, y'all. I think it is really important, especially around this season, because mm-hmm. people will have you out here like thinking you have to be cuffed up by somebody. Exactly. You know, in this season, you gotta be. Mm-hmm. 
you know, out here, like I need somewhere to go for Thanksgiving, eh? you know, and it's easy to do because this is a season of going back, like between homecoming and holidays, you're a lot of going back home and seeing people. Yeah. You know how many Lifetime movies are about old flames? Yeah. Lord. I mean, it is the same. It's the same template. I mean, like, there's 827 movies. Hallmark movies that have the exact same template. Exact same template. It, and it just they mix up. They mix up those 12 actors that they have. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> change the location. Change the location. <laughs> so do not get caught up this season in going back to that old thing. You know, be mindful. Think about it. Be intentional. And, you know, look, look for the red flags, not only the red flags from the other person, but the red flags within yourself Mm -hmm. and get in and get out. If you do as a serial, (laughs) like you need to get (laughs) listen to your friends who say, girl, man, that might not be the best choice. (laughs) Should you want to do that? (laughs) Sure. Remember when, right? you know, go back down memory lane with those friends because they often will lead you Mm -hmm. to the right place. So what are some takeaways, y'all? What are some things you want the audience to hold on to as far as, you know, getting that old thing back or staying away from that old thing? My advice is don't do it. Reconsider. (laughs) Read the literature. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. That's a nice takeaway. That's a good one. Um, My advice is be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest about your expectations. Be honest. Yeah. I like that. Um, my, be intentional. You know, act with intention. If you say, I know this ain't going to be nothing. I'm just going in. Let that be your intent. You know, don't go in when you know it's not going to be something and be expecting a ring at the end of the month. You know what I'm saying? Because right. that's, that's when you get in your feelings, you get hurt. Things don't work out the way you need mm-hmm. them to. So just be intentional. Be intentional. He wasn't going to call you on New Year's Day before you did the reach back. Don't be thinking to call you on New Year's Day this time. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Okay. You know. So, yeah. Good takeaways. Good takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are too funny. All right. So... Speaking of reaching back, well, maybe not reaching back. <laughs> Is there anybody to reach back out to this last week who may have blessed your week or added, added a smile, put a smile on your face? Maybe they threw an extra fry in your bag. <laughs> I love French fries. Have I talked about that? One day I'm going to do an episode of my top five fries. Oh, we should do a top five episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Oh, that's good. Yeah, let's do that. Um, well, I don't have anyone that I want to reach back to, but we're doing our send, send our love. Yeah, right? yeah, send your love. Yeah, I want to send my love to my nephew, Javion James, who had a, I swear it was like 24 hours, but I think it ended up being kind of like 14 hour mock trial with his school. Okay. And he won the designation of most effective attorney um, during his mock trial this weekend. We are so proud of him. Our little Urkel (laughs) is what we call him. Um, Well, I shouldn't say we. That's what I call him because he sounds like Urkel. He kind of looks like Urkel a little bit, too. But I just want to send my love to him. I'm so proud of him. Um, And that's it. Yeah. How about you, Liz? 
I want to send my love out to Tiffany and the Loving the Unique You LLC. Um, This past weekend, they had their annual um, fashion show to raise money for the Educational Scholarship Fund. And um, we learned at the fashion show that they have donated, I think, Erica, like $10,000 in scholarships to minority women. Um, And so for our listeners, if you know any minority women who are going to a four-year college and they are looking for scholarship funds um the loving the unique you um they can go on the website and apply for the scholarship um each year they do this and so i want to send my love out to um tiffany howard as one of the co-founders um and one of our good friends and so congrats for all that you've done and you know great wishes for future endeavors Yes, please go follow them on social media. Yes, it's L T U Y, I think, on Instagram. Yeah, L Loving Loving the Unique You. L T U Y. Yes. I would like to send my love to my Tuskegee family. We are truly, truly, truly a family. Like, I just, I can't put into words how great this weekend was. Um, Also, to the manager of the Popeyes in Covington, Georgia. Oh, Lord. Stepped in it. (laughs) Right on time when the cashier told me they were out of original chicken sandwiches. And he said, no, daughter, do not block her blessing. We have original (laughs) in the back. Ma'am, not would you like an original? April. <laughs> yeah. Not you too. He, you got yeah. one chicken sandwich. He pulled that out of his own lunchbox. That's fine. I, and God's going to bless him for it. That chicken sandwich is from heaven. Is it that good? That chicken did not live his life in vain. Did not oh live his life. My God. <laughs> I was in and out in five minutes. Wow. Yeah, it was quick. So, um, shout out to Tuskegee and the manager at the Popeyes in Covington, Georgia, off the of exit, uh, I think, 95. <laughs> Lord, rest in peace to that chicken. Yes. I feel sorry for that chicken. You should. You should. <laughs> there is no evidence. <laughs> Y'all, this is so funny. I think the later we record at night, the goofier we are. So, um, Listen, it. You're ever wondering what is going on? It's late. It's yes. real late on a Monday I night. I am just sitting here thinking about these crab cakes. I got to go fry up real quick, and them sweet potatoes is wafting up these stairs. Yeah, you got to go uh, cook. I'm thinking about this midnight deadline. <laughs> Right. To turn his so. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So we need to yeah. wrap up. Well, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and sign out. Thank you all for listening. Um, please follow us on our social media platforms. We are on Facebook and Instagram as three psychs and a mic. That is the number three psychs and a mic. We ask that you please leave us comments and also reviews on whatever um, podcast platform you listen to the show. Um, this helps our um, listenership. It helps people find us better on those various platforms. So please leave comments and especially reviews um, on those um, platforms. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify um, and various other locations wherever you um, can listen to the podcast. Um, and on that note, we are going to sign out and we hope everyone has a great and wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Bye.